Hey, y'all, and welcome to another week's episode of Pursuit Excellence with Taylor Alexis, the digital show and podcast. I am your host and your girl, Taylor Alexis, and I am thrilled for this week's episode. Pursuit Excellence is a show that supports and motivates and encourages business owners and brands by highlighting their unique personal and business journeys. So make sure you're tuned in with us each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when a new episode will drop on Facebook and YouTube. Today, we have a special guest, CEO and founder of Black Girl Ventures, Shelly Omnilay Bell. So make sure you stay tuned into this episode, y'all. Subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. Scan the barcode to do all three so that you are in the know and stay tuned with us. We have some giveaways coming up that you don't want to miss. So without further ado, we will start this week's episode off with good news. Today's good news goes out to a nonprofit located in the UK called Material Focus. Material Focus has a Recycle Your Electricals campaign that gets valuable materials out of electrical machines and uses local resources to get devices into the hands of the people that need them. With a concentration on repairing, donating, recycling, and reselling small electrical items, owned in various homes around the UK. Instead of throwing away these items, they can be donated and recycled. This campaign has allowed Material Focus to donate a thousand computers, desktop computers, to households that have no access to the internet. So thank you to Material Focus. This is awesome. As we know, an internet and having access to the internet is a way that people have access to a range of multiple opportunities. So thank you to Material Focus for providing homes and households with PC computers, opening up some possibilities for people. So with that, good news, we'll get into the interview portion of the show. All right, so let's welcome to the show, Shelly Omlile-Bell, CEO and founder of Black Girl Ventures. Yay! Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you for being on the show. I'm so glad to get into this interview. I was just telling you, I'm a fan of everything you're doing with Black Girl Ventures. So we'll get right into the interview. So as a former former computer scientist, high school teacher, community activist, poet, when did you find a passion for helping Black and Brown girls gain access to capital? I mean, I, you know, I know the struggle firsthand because I um, had some companies before Black Girl Ventures mm-hmm. um, that I had to actually figure out access to capital for. And um, my mom um, gave me her retirement money to actually launch my print shop that I had before BGV. So I understood exactly what that meant. And, you know, in the Black community, uh, we actually don't have access to a generational wealth. Like there's a lack of generational wealth 
because of history, because, you know, up to a certain point, we couldn't have bank accounts, we couldn't, you know, uh, own property, things like that. And yep. so, you know, there's a lack of generational wealth. A lot of the capital that comes from, uh, like in a black and brown family, your friends and family round, which would be typically where you get your first like infusions of capital comes from earned money. Mm -hmm. So that money earned, meaning like the retirement or loaning to you because you the, the family member works a job or things like that. So knowing those struggles, like I decided to launch Black Girl Ventures just because I, I wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. So I pulled a bunch of people together in a house and um, we voted with marbles and coffee mugs. It was like, you like that person's pitch, you put your marble in their coffee mug. And then we used the admission fee to give the money back out. Um, it was really just me thinking, like, what could I do? There's lots of things that can be done, you know, policy-wise and beyond, but what can I do? And it was BGV. Yes, I love that because it starts with self. And so how do you, throughout the pitch competitions, what is your favorite part about them? And they've become national now, am I right? Yeah, for sure. So we do them um, across multiple cities, uh, over 12 now. Um, my favorite part about the comp, so we do, we have the competition. So we focus on capital capacity and community at Black Girl Ventures. We have the uh, pitch competition, which is access to capital vehicle. We have a fellowship program and it's nine months long that is a access to capacity. Um, and then we have, um, we're about to launch next gen, which would be uh, eight week accelerator and a pitch competition attached to it as well. And then we have communities, virtual communities um, that we run. Um, actually, people in the community come from the fellowship. So, my favorite part of the competition, though, has got to be seeing when people uh, get the initial coaching. So, mm -hmm. when they come in, we coach them uh, around like how they should pitch and like, you know, what their pitch that should look like and things like that. From then to the time that they actually pitch is like night and day. It's like, whoa, like, oh my God. It's like the founder has learned so much. Their pitches look and sound 10 times better uh, for the most part. It's really awesome to watch. Yes, that growth and transformation. So you talked about, like you said, your fellowships, community and capacity. What are some things that these business owners learn while participating in these activities? Yeah, so for the BGV pitch program itself, um, we recruit, we have training. Um, in that training, again, like I said, we do, we go over your pitch that we give you pitch practice. Now, pitch practice is like really real and raw. So some of the things where like you may go into other programs and like, oh, it's okay, you know, just think about this and think about that. You know, we're literally like, no, why do you have this on your slide? Move this over here. Do you know what this means? Why? Like, it's really direct. Um, and I found it to be super helpful. Um, and then they get to pitch in front of investors. For the fellowship, it's focused on leadership. Yeah. So the leadership program is all about, like, we need more leaders at the table in order to change the game, in order to really push the needle forward. And so during that time, they are learning how to map their local ecosystem and how to activate their local ecosystem. So a lot of times people say, oh, you don't know what you don't know. How do you find out? Well, you find out through people mm -hmm. a lot of the time, word of mouth. But if you already don't have a network and uh, social networks is one of the challenges, like finding influential networks 
is one of the challenges that underrepresented founders face. And so through this program, we're teaching them how to go out and find a new network. Um, it's a super powerful for them to be able to map locally <clears throat> to find where you're looking for and be able to go out and understand how to build those relationships. Yes. And that, like you said, that's what matters to help your business grow in the end. Yes. I just love it. So tell us what is one challenges or some challenges you ran into when starting your business? I mean, <clears throat> I ran into also access to capital issues, understanding how to how to pitch. Because I mean, you, you know, you have different audience for pitches. So like we're a nonprofit, so I'm pitching to people in philanthropy, I'm pitching to corporations, I'm pitching to, you know, um, it's not so much pitching to a broader audience, but in some ways it is, you're always pitching mm-hmm. um, and helping people un- in, in the sense of like pitching, meaning you're giving a short form explanation to help people buy into who you are and what you have so that you can actually push your business forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll say, you know, getting access to capital, hiring, Hiring is definitely a challenge that you'll face as an entrepreneur. Finding the right people, knowing who you need. Mm-hmm. That was like it just took me time to like know exactly who I needed. Um, and then I was like, oh, once it clicked, the hiring became a little easier, but still hiring yeah. is a big one. Um, let's see. Trying to find the right people, the right talent. Uh like I said, access to capital and trying to, you know, get your, I call it sets and reps, right? So like you had, you get, you got to get your reps in too. Like you got to learn the more and more and more you do that pitch, the more you talk to more people, things start to click like, oh, I should actually say this. Ooh, they reacted when I said that. Okay, boom, let me look at it, align it with what I'm trying to say and what I'm kind of trying to showcase and then actually arrive at a great place for me and my company. Yes. So through, like you said, the pitches and through your challenges, what accomplishments Black Girl Ventures has made today is partnering with Nike. So how did that feel and how was that experience? Oh my goodness, it's been surreal, it's been amazing. Nike is dedicated to that Black uh, community commitment and so we're excited to be a part of that. Um, they have been really awesome partners. We have our own Nike shoe in our in BGV's colorway. We have had um, I've been on a billboard, I've been on NBA on B on TNT. Um, you know, it's just it's been surreal to be honest. I mean, if you ask me, like you know, as I was starting this, you know, in a living room in Southeast DC, would I be partnered with Nike? I would have been like, whatever, okay, but let's go then. Like, show me where it's at. So um, they have, we have truly been working together to shift the narrative. We uh, we created a mural here in the DC area. We have another one that we're about to pop up. It's geared towards shifting the narrative on entrepreneurship. What does an entrepreneurship entrepreneur look like? And you know, Nike is amazing. They're all about storytelling. So that work together feels really seamless. Um, we had the pitch competitions that we were one of the pitch competitions that we worked through, and and one of the fellowships that they that they sponsor. It's been great. I mean, like I said, it's been surreal. I've learned a lot throughout this time. Um, I think also like, you know, Steel Sharp and Steel, they're an amazing partner. Therefore, we are also getting to know how to be more of an amazing partner for corporations. Yes. 
I love it. This is just a testimony, like you said, stepping out on faith, keeping going and helping people. So through it all, what keeps you motivated and encouraged to keep going? Our founders. Yeah. I mean, when I hear their stories, when I talk to them, when I coach them, well, you know, and they're telling me what they going through, went through. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, something that I made up can like at all support your journey. That is amazing to me. I yes. mean, because I you know for any founders out there listening or anybody thinking about starting like all these, like every single company that you've seen, somebody made it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I made all of this up. <laughs> and then it worked, <laughs> you know, so to see me be able to dream up something that can actually give away $10,000 to a founder, $20,000, $100,000, you know, like stuff like that. It makes me like just super um, thankful. So when I hear their stories and watching their success, because I realized that like we're a part of the journey, right? So yeah. you get infused with $10,000. $10, you can stay around a little bit longer. You can keep your talent on a little bit longer. You can go and re-up on a product. You can go and put that on, um, on, on marketing, right? And then you look at where they go later. So for example, um, Minky Blue, Sheryl Mosey, she actually pitched with us in Philly in 2018. That was our first Philly competition. And now she won the new like shoppable TV um TV uh, contest mm-hmm. uh, where you get to, where you shop live. She won the very first episode. You know, looking at a person like Kayla Castaneda, who uh, started her business during the pandemic. Um, she has a beverage company. She was in our Nike competition. You know, to see her be able to win 30k, have marketing um, support for another 30k, and then go on to now become one of the top ten. Um, Latina business owners to raise over a million dollars in venture in the beverage industry. Like to see, like a lot of our, like, it's just that work. I'm just like, wow, if I can be a part of your journey at all, then I definitely want to figure out how we at Bacar Ventures can help. Exactly. That's so great. Like, like you said, just being able to help people and successful people and seeing their journey, it is always a blessing to be a part. So what is one misconception you had at the beginning or while now, while you're still at the middle stages, you know, of your business? Because I know you have way further to go. But what's one misconception about starting a business or about financials? Yeah, um, well, my mom is an accountant. And so starting out, she was our accountant. So thank God I didn't have to do, worry too much about <laughs> financials or how to manage them. We were mm-hmm. always pretty tight there. It was a huge point. So make sure that you get an accountant if you're out there and, and a tax accountant because those are two separate things. Okay. Um, I would say like I had to rework my mindset around some of the issues, systematic issues and how they were directly affecting me. So mm-hmm. You know, nobody would give me funding. They don't understand me. They don't understand my community. They don't understand the community I'm trying to serve. They don't like, that was, I, I, I'm not going to say it was a misconception. I would say that like, it was just misplaced um, reaction to, to systematic trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to work myself into a new mindset in order to say, 
I don't know what they're going to give, but I'm going to go see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go find out and I'm going to find every available piece of language to get them to move, get people to move, get the funders to move, get get like that's what mbgv started from like hey if people won't give us funding i'll pull some people together and get them funding myself mm-hmm. right so yeah. people won't give black and brown women funding if the major funders won't do it i know who will the general people because the power is the people so I, you know but even getting to a certain place i had to rework certain ways that i was thinking so in the beginning um when we started out it was just black women pitching to black women now that's great right? Like a niche can be great. I realized that like, that's not going to be the way that I can get black women the biggest money. Exactly. Right. Like that wasn't not, not at that moment, you know, like that wasn't going to be the place that was the best. So I'm like, I need to diversify the audience, but I'm not going to change who's on the stage. I want all people money is green. I want everybody with available dollars to mm-hmm. be given those available dollars to black and brown women. And so I created a tagline that said, um, everyone can attend, but black and brown women will win. In order to get people to understand that yes, it's black girl ventures, but you can also come, you can also participate because people will see black girl ventures and be like, oh, that's just for black people, it's not for me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, and speaking to that though, a misconception is that because I named it black girl ventures that I couldn't serve black and brown people. That people would tell me like, oh, it says black. So do you only serve black people? I serve black and brown. We serve black and brown women. And we have been successful at black and brown women coming to us. Now, the majority of the people that we have served are black women. And I have no problem with that. (laughs) So, you know, but just, you know, things that people tell you, you know, oh, you don't want to do it like that. You know, you want to make sure... Somebody told me, why don't you just leave it as BGV? Don't actually say Black Girl Ventures because um, then people could just think the B is for B, for Black or Brown. And I was like, mm, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, can, we can absolutely, if re, people can read. We serve Black and Brown identifying. Yes. So it is up to you. Do you identify is black or brown that's who we're serving right so i mean like you know people just all these types of advice that people would give you take all advice with a grain of salt yeah i definitely agree you gotta watch the source too sometimes like where is the advice coming from so with that what is one lasting piece of advice you would give to our viewers our future or current entrepreneurs business owners as we end up and wrap up the interview um i'll give i'll give three quick things one don't wait to get don't wait for perfect to get started right like the perfect the most perfect thing you could do is start um another thing is uh you know like i said before take our advice with a grain of salt and like you know take what you need and then spit the rest out right like you know but but you gotta be coachable being coachable is important and the last one is one i always tell everybody revenue is the validator your friends sisters brothers cousin who used to run a business trying to give you advice is not a validator investors are not the validator funders are not a validator. You validate yourself. You got to know that what you have is valid before anybody else knows 
and you got to be willing to work to show the world that it is valid. But revenue is one of the key ways to figure out that it's valid, not other people's opinions of you. Yes. Amen to those three. Y'all, I hope you were listening. So, Omni, where can people find you or get involved with Black Girl Medias or Shelly Bell? And I just remember the Shelly Bell show. You have to tell us about that, too. So how's that going first? Yes. Yeah, so I'm Shelly Omilade Bell and you can call me Omi. Um, and my company is the Black Girl Ventures Foundation. I also have Omi's World Media. And so under Omi's World, we have the Shelly Bell Show. Um, and well, it's kind of all missing together, but the Shelly Bell Show is on Sirius XM Channel 126 Urban View every Sunday at noon, where uh, me and my co-host, we are just dropping gems, giving you backing information on how like it's really going with us running our businesses. So all the things you want to know about finance, credit, building a business, being a woman, fear, overcoming fear, we're talking about it there. It's real and raw conversations. Yes. So make sure y'all tune in. I've been tuned in. It has been great watching the show. So let the viewers know, how can they connect with you and Black Girl Ventures on social media, through your website? Where can they connect? Yeah, you can connect at um, dot com. You can also find me on Twitter at at, at the world of Omi. Um, on Instagram at I am Shelly Bell. On YouTube.com backslash I am Shelly Bell. Yeah, so make sure y'all follow. Thank you again, Shelly Omnilay Bell for coming on to the show. We really appreciate all the gems you just dropped here. Y'all don't forget to check out the Shelly Bell Show as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, y'all. So we just had another great interview. Make sure y'all are following and keeping up with Black Girl Ventures. Get your pitches ready if you are a entrepreneur and are ready to win some money from venture capitalists. And it's a wrap for today, y'all. Thank you all for joining in and listening and watching this episode. Make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube. You follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Scan the barcode to do all three and make sure you let us know how you like this episode by leaving us a thumbs up and all your comments and feedback. Thank you. And until next week with a new episode. Tune in with us next week at Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace, love, and blessings.